Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for March 12, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who revealed this week he was approached by Essendon to help out with a few little problems. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, Michael. Um, I don't think you, you guys and Junk Timers probably don't realise that in my, in my part-time, in my downtime, I'm a very busy man. You are. I'm a mediator. You are a mediator. I'm a mediator. I help out. Uh, I just help out. You know, construction people, sites and stuff like that. People who are down in the dumps, and I've had a long affiliation mm-hmm. with the AFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one that I got involved sort of in the late '90s, early 2000s. That's when I approached AFL and said, "Hey." How about I help you guys out? I've got uh, some um, some businessmen I work with, mm-hmm. and they'd like to they'd like me to get involved. Well, you negotiated the uh, the the uh, the merger between the Lions and Fitzroy. Didn't yeah, you? that was the first thing I said. I said I'm sick of Fitzroy. Mm. Get him up to Brisbane. They mm. went, Adam, you can't do that. And I said, I know where your kids go to school. Yep. <laughs> Ipso facto, Brisbane are up in uh, Brisbane Lions. Yeah, you broke with your thumb. That's why Wayne Jackson is getting about in a cast for a long time. Yeah. Um, how do you think Shane Wai Wogan got a Brownlow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Rosenbachs. <laughs> Buddy Franklin wanted to go to GWS. Yep. He said, I've signed a. A nine-year, $10 million deal. And yep. I said, I don't fucking think so, no. Lance. Yeah. You're going to play with the Swans. Kevin Sheedy woke up with a horse's head in his bed. Yeah. And and he didn't know what it was for because mm. it doesn't even make sense mm-hmm. in a footballing term. But I just did it. And Buddy now at the Swans. And I, there was one man who was bad-mouthing when uh, the Gold Coast Suns, they announced that they were going to move a uh, football franchise to the Gold Coast. There was one man who was bad-mouthing that. And that man is was, sorry, Carl Williams. And I just said, don't worry, I'll take care of it. If you're going to be bad-mouthing the Gold Coast Suns, we're going we're to nip this in the bud. And so I got word to him via a bike seat uh-huh. in Bowen Prison, and all of a sudden, what have we got? We've got the Gold Coast Suns, and no one's bad-mouthing them. Absolutely. So I've got some force. They're flying. They are flying. We've got a very special guest returning mm. to the podcast, Carlton fan and comedian Ben Lomas. Go boys. We have yep. too many Carlton fans. You, you complain about how we have Hawthorne fans on this show. Oh, yeah, you have a lot of friends who are Hawthorne fans. We've got a fucking multitude of Carlton fans. Yeah, but Hawthorne fans don't have to go around doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you guys win premierships. Um, Ghetto, big news. Fantastic news. Yeah, I think it was good news. It, uh, you know what? Because uh, there was just a stigma attached to the Essendon drug saga, and yeah. they needed to shake it off. By just getting Mick Gatto involved. And I think it's a great idea. What did, what did they bring him in to do? Like, what was he going to do? I, 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 I have no idea. Because even if you look at the interview with Sam Newman, he didn't give anything away, nor that he could. Yeah. But I just love the thought that they actually did get him in and then Gatto did a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so, you know, they just got in and it's like, what are you going to do for us, Gatto? You know, bullet point comes over. With yeah. the, with the, with Don't the use bullet points. Bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> Asterisk so, comes up. It's like, we'll fix the problem. We'll bash him. Who is it? Oh, well, you've got to give us the list. Like, <laughs> Mate, he doesn't bash. Can you please stop saying that? He's a mediator. So what? So who, who approached him? Oh, so there's was talk? it an official from the club or was it like a kind of a middleman? Or was it no, a runner? It, <laughs> no, it, there was talk that it was, it was 
the allegations have come from Dean Wallace, uh-huh. ex Essendon uh, champion who once oh, yes. got sanctioned for betting on the club. Yes. For betting on team results. He's got fly, fly to foot, though. Remember when he uh, dodged Fraser Brown? Yeah, nearly. <laughs> nearly got around. Nearly got him into a grand final. And uh, the other person was a guy called John Elliott Jr., who's oh, really? not associated John... to John Elliott oh, at all. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Our mate. Um, who was associated with Essendon. I don't know what he did there. I'd never actually heard the no. name before. But apparently they. I don't know if they approached him or were going to approach Gatto to find out information from Shane Charter, yep. who was the man who supplied the stuff to Stephen Dank. Yes. And they wanted to know if he could unshred huh. the already shredded documents. That's all they wanted to find out. Now, Gatto, <laughs> Gatto said that what they did take was legal. He said that, that they were sent, they, they applied for the illegal stuff, but mm. then they were sent legal Accidentally sent legal the legal stuff. stuff yeah. yeah. So therefore, so how did Gatto know that? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my... Because didn't the evidence disintegrate? No, Michael, he's a mediator. He asks questions. <laughs> and if you don't, if you get it wrong, he'll mediate your kneecaps off. It's just that kind of thing. But he's I love, good at that stuff. But I love that it was like, you know, he kept talking that they approached me in a professional sense, right? Yeah. And then just, uh, and on the footy show, it's just dropped. It was like, you know, and it would have only cost about 800000 <laughs> oh, right. like, How is that professional? Like, here's 800000 fix the problem. Is that how? Is that, how is that the what they said? Works? 800 grand. Yeah, well, that's, that's what that's his going said on rate. the footy show. He said it cost about 800 And like, is that your going rate? Yeah. To unshred documents or unshred kneecaps? Or <laughs> 800, 800 grand to, to mediate. That's amazing. Yeah, but they wanted results. Mm. And maybe <laughs> and maybe we don't know. Like, because, uh, well, I don't, no, I don't want to cast aspersions on Mick Gatto. I refuse to no, do that. Uh, you better fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I kind of like this. I, I think it's just been a long time coming that the underworld gets involved yeah. in footy. Finally. I think it just it will clean up what we see on the field. Don't worry about what happens off the field. Mm. As long as the game on the field is clean, mm. then I think we're all happier. Mm. Well, it's oh, great. It's great for the game. We should get him in more. Get him more whenever there's a problem. He should run the tribunal. The, and the interview that he gave with Sam Ewan was like it was in a hallway next to a restaurant. <laughs> Like, yeah. It just seemed a bit weird. It's like, did we get in between meet, like, other meetings? Like, it was just seemed really awkward. Well, isn't he always kind of hanging out the front of cafes and stuff like that? There was, there's one in Burke Street that he's always at. Yeah. You can just stroll down there and you'll see Mick Gatto. But this one is in Ligon Street, Ligon. which I think I've a seen him, of I've seen him at Ligon before. Owns, and he called a press conference there and all the media turned up. Oh. And then he said to them, the only reason I called this was to get you away from my house. Oh, okay. And it was kind of, you know, watched tonight on the footy show and I yeah. reveal all. And then uh, Mike Sheehan's son, Tony Sheehan, he did a sneak in, recorded the interview with uh, Sam yeah. and Mick and released it beforehand. Oh, and Sam Newman went to town yeah. and left a, left a message with Tony Sheehan saying, if I see you, I'll fucking kill you. Oh, fuck. But then, but then that, he, was having, <laughs> he was having that phone call before going on to the footy show mm. and it was quite loud and you could hear it uh, for one person who works on the footy show, me. Yep. But, uh, but then what was interesting is then he just went to air and just decided to call him a massive shit. Yeah. Like it was down the barrel. Yeah, Straight down the barrel. Because he's got, a, he's got a website called, I think it's 15 Minutes of Fame, which is sort of like a TMZ yeah. type thing, a celebrity kind oh, of uh, thing. And they released it because, you know, they were spruiking, you know, uh, exclusive with Mick Gatto on the footy show tonight. Yeah. It's all coming up. And then he put it out and it was on the Channel 10 News before Channel 9 could get to it. Oh, they weren't happy about it. No, I could imagine. Oh. Do, you think, do you think they paid Mick Gatto for that one, for that exclusive interview? Or did he just say, I'll do some mediating for you yeah, in the future? Yeah, I reckon. I don't think he would have got paid. But it's, but everything about it just reeked of, why is he doing this? Like, why now? Like, I, I how, just, how many times do I have to say? <laughs> when you're a mediator. Yeah, when you're a mediator. That's what people want you for. 
He's there to mediate, Ben. Oh. You don't understand. It was quite funny because I was I was working on the footy show as a, as a warm-up comedian. Okay, let, let, let's, okay, let's, let's, yeah. let's cover both. Let's you you worked on, on the footy show. You're doing warm-up for the footy show. Yes. Is this the first time you've done that? No. I, I, when I first started doing warm-up comedy, it was one of the first shows I worked on. It was the footy show. Now, you do warm-up for quite a few shows. Yes, yes. I do uh, quite a few shows. What shows do you shows. do, Benny? Uh, pretty much everything. The, uh, I do The Voice. Uh, I do a lot of Channel 9 shows in Sydney. Yep. Mm-hmm. do a lot of ABC shows. I did The Arias. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was, that was hell. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Yeah, it was the worst gig I've uh, ever done in and my life. And that's because people aren't really listening? Yes, and it's all people in the music industry. Yeah, um, so they're really cool. Well, they're just a pack of cats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least you're putting them mildly. That's well, interesting, because I, I worked on the Aries last year, and I don't remember, remember them having a warm-up person. They, well, no, they didn't, and then they got, and then they asked me to do it, and I said no, and then they threw me a bucket of cash, yeah. and of course I said yes. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh, and then you're, it good, went, you're good like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me down. But then but then when I did it, it was just horrible. Like it was just like people in the music industry, no one clapped. It was yeah. dry, so no one was drinking as yeah. well. Oh god. And oh was, really? And, and it was just it, and the whole the whole thing, everything that went wrong with the television yeah. live broadcast went wrong. Okay. And um, I didn't help that I introduced uh, Richard Wilkins as Richard Wilkinson and then he didn't like that and then we had a bit of bad. How the hell do you get Richard Wilkins name? I wrong. know hey, it's me. <laughs> Um, when you're a mediator, you don't really need to know names. <laughs> but it was just hell. And then I remember it was one of those few gigs that when you're a warm-up, you got the director in your ear going, what's with the audience? And I was like, mate, they're just, yeah, pack of cans. Yeah. And I was like, he goes, oh, well, go nuts. And that was one of the few times that I was able to just berate the audience. And that was actually quite a beautiful moment. Yeah. To go, hey, what's your name? Didn't give me his name. I was like, come on, mate, what's your name? And he said, my name's Michael. I'm a music producer. I said, well, when Sarah... Uh, Blasco won uh, Best Female Artist. You didn't clap. And then everyone went, ooh. And then he got really stroppy and goes, I'll destroy you. And I remember saying, nah, I'm already broke. <laughs> Is that Gadinski uh, that you talked to? Don't know. Don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. But I hope so. God, I remember just... I, there was this, I'll was, destroy you. Yeah, as he said, he said, I'll destroy you. And uh, I was like, mate, I'm already broken. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I text that to you constantly. Yeah, all but the time. To hear yeah. it in person. Oh, I see it every week when Carlton plays. So. <laughs> But yeah, so, so, so you did the footy show. So, so I fill in for another warm up comedian. So I used to, I started doing it when I first started doing it, and when I first started doing it, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and then I filled in uh, last week. It was their first episode. The guy usually, you know, does it, couldn't do it, and um, in making history. Well, wait a second. The guy who used to do it. <laughs> Can't make yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really can't make it. He really can't make due it. to uh, yeah, prison. Due to... <laughs> <laughs> he was a mediator of yeah. reform. Yeah. So you did the footy show. What was it like? What was the um, energy like? Like, did they say, "Don't you know"? Do you talk up Craig Hutchison? Well, For that... those who don't live in in Australia, even or Melbourne, they've got a new host. They got rid of JB family commitments. Mrs B can't do it. Yeah. And uh, so they have Hutchie. It was a history-making day. It, it was a history-making day. He was quite nervous. Like, we saw him around yeah, the okay. halls. He was be. quite nervous. And, you know, because, you, know, you know, it's a long show. He's a rather tall fella, don't you Yes, find? he is quite it's a lot bigger fella. than you'd think. And, um, and he's quite you know, a solid fella as well. And I mean, I th- there was the whole talk about... I think he dropped about 10 or 15 kilos. No, nah, I think it was more like two. <laughs> 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 but, um, so there was, there was a bit of nerves, right? And then, um, and then the, the weird thing about it was, like, what they did is they had... The irony of it is they had the uh, the Richmond cheer squad in and the Essendon cheer squad in. Oh, good. Right. And so, so sort of to get a bit of vibe. And to be honest, like, when the show started, I... 
you know, I did my thing and, and you know, make them laugh. And But there was a point when the show started and we kicked off with Gatto, right, yep. as, the, as the opening story. A little part of me was like, how is this show still on air? Yep. Right? Only because I was like, you're giving this guy, like, this is footy, it's the first show, and you're giving this mediator all the airtime in the world. Like, we're not talking, like, a couple of minutes. It went for, like, 10, 15 minutes. Okay. But the best bit... It's a big story. It was a big story, but because it was the first crowd, and I don't usually do warm-up, I didn't tell the audience to pipe down. So when they were showing the ghetto footage, there was the Essendon cheer squad and you, you could hear it. They were just, cheering. Oh, but they were, some of them were cheering, going, nah. Some, <laughs> <laughs> some guy, because then the executive producer was like, mate, make them be quiet. And I was like, oh, I'm trying. So I had to go over near the cheer squad and there was this older guy there who just kept going, nah, nah, nah. He's not representing who we are. <laughs> 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 and you said, Paul Little, get out. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> but it was it was amazing because you know they were all excited to be there yeah. and then the wind was just taken out of them because they were like oh great we've got, know, this we've got again. Our captain coming up on the show yeah and now we've got a guy who's just bringing it all straight back to the front just before the season starts and they were gutted like and like one guy seriously was heckling like you know and it's, and it's you know i was putting a hutchie off a bit and, yeah but it oh, was, absolutely i would i would say as a bombers fan you've got to just keep looking at it and go when does it end yeah when do you draw a line like about they've it. served a suspension you go all right we've got all our players back now the it's a clean slate here we go yeah bang this happens yeah like, fuck yeah like when yeah you when, know when does it end the guy involved his house gets shot up when does it when end? does it end <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just it can't take it how many me. houses have to get shot up before yeah. we get over it's this. Can I ask you, uh, one of the tougher things you ever do if you're doing stand-up is if you... Because I think in stand-up you rarely bring up talking about footy unless it's a really big story. So you could do the uh, Gatto Essendon thing. But as soon as you start talking one team, anyone who doesn't barrack for their team starts to hate it. They're booing stuff. So what's yeah. it like when you go, all right, who barracks for who? Who have we got in the room? Because everyone kind of turns because they boo yeah. The other team. And so I got told before this show, we're doing things a bit differently on the footy show. We don't want anyone to boo. I stupidly went out to a whole 500 people excited about the footy show going, okay, guys, just let you know when we call a different name, we don't boo. And then everyone booed that I told them not to boo. <laughs> <laughs> and it just encouraged them. It was, it yeah. was bizarre. So, yeah. But then, little did I know, they were really worried about people booing Hachi when he came out. Yeah. So much oh, so okay. that Sportsbet had bets on how long it would take to get the first boo. So you could have loaded this up. Yeah. You should have queued... You, Junk timers could have been rich. Guess who's paying? Gatto next week. <laughs> <laughs> you got some serious boost. <laughs> but that was bizarre. I was like, how does that work with sportsmen? Like, how easy, who's betting on that yeah. when it can so easily be fixed? Yeah. And, I was like, and yeah. what, uh, what, did anyone boo him? Uh, no, no one boo. Oh, I think one guy at the back. But, yeah. but otherwise, no, everyone was like, you know, everyone's on board. Show some respect, yeah. Yeah, it's his first show. Yeah. The it's guy's a, nervous. It's a particularly long show, isn't it? Isn't oh, that an hour oh, and a half, two well. hours? It goes, it goes forever. It goes forever. Yeah. But and one good thing would be, by the way, that it's live, by the fact that it ends. Like, a tape show can keep going totally. and going and going. And, and going. when I first started, those uh, commercial breaks felt really long. Because, yeah. you know, we do a lot of comedy clubs, and the crowd there is pretty much a lot of the crowd that comes to the comedy clubs. So I have no issue about, you know, doing stand-up in front of them and doing it, but they get tired at the end, right? So it's that weird thing where at the start... They're pumped up, they're energetic. They're energetic, but the yeah. first bit's like half an hour before yeah. the first commercial break. Yeah. And then the commercial breaks get closer. There's seriously a bit 
where you come back from a commercial break and it goes to two and a half minutes and then it goes to a commercial break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like towards the end, it's like you know, it's like an accordion. Like, yeah, they fit the end, all, it's all pretty in. much ads. Yeah. It was like we got you know straight talk and yeah. then here's four out four hours of chemist warehouse. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's mate, not... you got to thank the sponsors. But they were just going through. Yeah, you know, each player would come up. They had two panels and there was that thing where it's like you know you have to talk about all the big issues, pretty much everything that was in the paper. So, you know, talk to, you know, if you're talking to Billy, you know, what happened to Selwood with the TAC stuff. Like oh, they yeah. talked about every, every Everything issue. that's happened in the off-season. Yeah, pretty much. And and how everyone's pumped. and But, yeah, it's a long show. Like, mm. to the point where I'm like, I'm surprised they just haven't cut it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, it got longer. It used to be an hour and a well, bit. Well, yeah, but you figure like an hour, an hour, an hour and a half or something. Like, the shorter, the, your ratings will be better. Yes. People are so much. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But it's that thing where... But then you'll hear people go, oh, you know, I'll tell you what, like, if someone seriously said this in the break, they're like, look, I love the footy show, but you know what we need? We need more pranks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're like, less footy, more fun. Yeah. Like, really? Well, old man Croft, that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. Oh, well, maybe, old like, lady Croft as well. Yeah, he did do that. What yeah. about um, like a weekly key and tuner at a different club? Oh, yeah, okay. It's Brett Deledio put a play put as a key, key and tuner. tuner. That, that's an hour and a half on the show. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's probably too long, though. That's its own show, isn't it? <laughs> that's a spin-off. Well, yeah. I mean, on the first episode, they were walking, not across fire, they were walking across Lego. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. And I thought the open open mouth segment with Mike Sham was quite funny, the yeah. bit that I saw. Is yeah, that, no, that, that was good. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a great impersonator. Is that yeah. Ben Price? Or is that I thought uh, it was Andrew Stark? That guy, yeah. I could yeah. be wrong. I didn't quite. No, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, one person, like you, do do a lot of warm yes, up yes, stuff. One place we won't be requiring your skills, but we appreciate it. Is a live show. <laughs> Our live show, yes, April seven uh, at the European Beer Cafe. Dan says eleven pm. Uh, tickets can be found at trybooking.com. Special guests will include Merrick Watts, Colin yeah. supporter, and confirmed it this week. Coon. Yeah, Brownlow medalist Adam Cooney. Amazing. That's what we're going to do. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to not record it. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Oh. Not record it. So you've got to come along because we wanted to get a bit loose. We're going to dig deep and get Coons' story. Okay? Yeah, we're we're going to find out questions. what really happened to Hong Kong. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to put some stuff to him that possibly can't go to air. So yeah. uh, it's going to be a very special event. So it's probably one you want to come to. Because he's been through life and times. So let me see. He would have been there at the Doggies during the Terry Wallace time. Yeah, yeah. he would have been yes. there. Yeah, win the Brownlow. And then, of course, the... Um, Proposal with the burger ring, no, and then also time at Essendon. We're going to find dig deep on that. Find also, out. Did he know? Did he was he the one who approached Gatto? Yeah, Rodney Ead. He played <laughs> under Rodney Ead, and yeah. he he was the one that also walked out under Brennan McCartney. So there's a fair bit to find out. Absolutely, there. we got a whole bunch of stuff to go on. Yeah, and we're still wow. waiting. We're still waiting on confirmation confirmation of one other guest. So do get in. It's going to be a fun. What are you going to ask Merrick? <laughs> Uh, Merrick, well, I reckon he'd have interactions with the players over the years. Yeah. He'd be a high-profile Collingwood supporter. Yeah, cool. So it's going to get pretty. pretty so it's cool. going to be great. So get that's, messy. Yeah, uh, the seventh of April. Um, I think that night is a Sydney Collingwood game. They show the footy downstairs at the pub. So oh, if you want perfect. to, uh, if you want to watch, get yourself fee, then come down to the show, or go see yourself a Melbourne International Comedy Festival show because it's on during the festival, so you can. Uh, Get out, see a show, come to see us afterwards. Well, a fun yeah. fact after that, Adam, yep. uh, now, April 10 to 23, that's when my show kicks off at the Imperial Hotel, 945. There you go. Tra- uh, you can have a look around at that. Oh, gee, it's, 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 I'm cooking with gas. <laughs> yeah, no, cooking it's going to be massive. It's going to be a massive. And then also I'm going to be recording an hour of stand-up that I've got in my pocket, an album as such, uh, on March 23 at the Dirty Secrets in... Smith Street, Collingwood, 80. Smith Street, Collingwood at 8.30. So it's an hour of stand-up. Uh, or me shouting swear words at strangers. Yes. Either way, yeah. where you want to put it. But that's all. That stuff's pretty sweet too. So that's a, a debut album. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna win an aria. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. How do you go? Do you just put that out there and you're you're nominated? Uh, 
I would I say you so. are. Yeah, I guess you could. Oh, pretty much. What do you mean? Like there, there are five comedy albums put out. Yeah. yeah, 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 roughly. Yeah. So your piece of shit will be in that Aria nominated. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Ooh. You can't have one of them lying around. You don't want to fall over onto it. You get. You literally would get stabbed. You would get stabbed. Yeah, yeah. they're very and pointy. Is that why? You, is that why you haven't want to, wanted to win one? They're the most <laughs> dangerous award in uh, in showbiz. Yeah. Anyway, we can talk about the Aria design <laughs> shape. Last week we had Josh Earl on, right? And he talked about how they should have professional bouncers. Yeah, because we were talking... Oh, yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah, we were talking last week about how the umpires, they getting shoulder injuries. They're, they're barely, they can't lift their arms. Mm. They can't do anything. They can't drive because they can't get their arms up to the steering wheel. They're debilitated. They've got to have helpers to help them do anything. And Josh Earl suggested, why don't you get a professional bouncer in? Mm. Whose job is at the start of each quarter? Yeah, we don't mean like a guy out the front, like a, a Maori guard with a with, no. a, you know, with a clipboard. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no, we don't mean that guy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe uh, take uh, with take a clipboard. A, what are you? Clipboard. What are you in 1992? <laughs> the, the pretty blonde has the clipboard. Yes, yeah, she does. Um, and she says members only. Yeah, but got the, and where are you? Uh, you would spear me right. We mean people who come out and bounce the football. Yes, yes. professionally, but. During the week, uh, Adelaide coach Don Pike stole our idea. Stole our idea. This is unbelievable. Junk time ideas are getting put out into the mainstream. Yeah. But it could work. Could it? Yeah, I reckon it could work. And so much, it could be like a marketing thing. Like you could actually, you know how they throw the first pitch at the baseball? Yeah. Why you could actually... Have you, you know. seen some of those first pitches, though? <laughs> They're fucking terrible. Yeah. So you need this guy to come out, and he can't fuck up because he's a professional bouncer. Mm. So at the start of each quarter, he comes out, and he's got to bang it down. It's got to go, you know, 10 metres into the air. And he cannot... You can't, you can't recall that. So how did Don Pike get to that? What was the explanation for that? Just the idea that why can't an umpire do that? No, it's shoulder injuries. Yeah, but the, the, surely the, the professional bouncer is going to get shoulder injuries no, as well. No, because, because the he rest of the game, so you're doing knees, well, you're throwing over the back of your head, like you're running. You know, being an umpire yeah, at, at the elite AFL level, mm. it, take, you know, it would take a lot out in your body. Okay, well, well so the TAC, the under-18 competition, is removing the centre bounced for the whole game. They're not doing it. That's just ball-ups now. Huh. So from an under-18 level, which, I mean, would go th- right through to... All juniors, yeah. they'll never see a bounce again in their lives. Yeah, but how many junior teams are bouncing it? Like in the under under fifteen yeah. or whatever. Those, say, those right. umpires aren't bouncing it. No. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to throw your shoulder out. You wouldn't be able to do your homework if you can't lift your arms up. <laughs> mm. uh, and he, so Don Pike has says he understands perfecting the bounce could impact on luring potential umpires to the game because you know over the last hundred and fifty years it's been a struggle to get umpires. Like we remember those games where players had to umpire because mm-hmm. they just couldn't lure enough. But how much is umpire getting now at the elite level? In the AFL? Yeah. What do they get for like three five? to five grand? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. How much? Three to five, I reckon. Per game. Yeah. You think about it? It's not bad. Oh, you got, your shoulders are fucked. <laughs> well, no, I'm having my shoulder reconstruction now at the end of September. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because huh. uh, this man over here, yes. Dan Rosebuck, he got it done and said it changed his life. Yes, yeah, so I can bounce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Pikey said, our game is unique in that it's probably the only game in the world whereby the umpires need a technical competence, whether it's a boundary throw-in or a bounce, to be able to officiate. Now, what? Well, that's a... Well, let, let's just... It's a bounce I get. A boundary throw-in. Fuck off. Yeah, that's You're just hard. tossing yeah. the ball over your head. That's easy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you might, you know, you might pop a pop your spine out or something, throwing that over your head, but that's not technical. Running backwards. Yeah. That's that's there's a level of technique behind that. Do but, it. But the same logic too. Like, aren't um, goal umpires getting shoulder injuries as well? You know, for super goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going down after the JRT. Got to put their series. hands up and they got to tap their hands and yeah. So he's, 
Pikey says, I wonder whether we can just get guys who actually do the bounce and the rest of them do the umpiring and we end up with professional bouncers. Maybe that has got some interest for someone who can just come in and bounce the ball. I genuinely think he listened to the podcast last week. He must week. have. He must He's got to be taken a piss. nobody else would have that idea. Yeah. Nobody else. Oh. Joshua had that idea because he's a genius. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then Pikey pocketing, uh, pocketing the idea. He said if you had someone who could bounce the ball consistently and at the same height... Maybe it's worth considering. If you can get someone who can bounce the ball at exactly the same height, because he said the same height, yeah. so it's got to be 2 metres 40 every fucking time. Well, we Above or find, below, call it back. We need to find nine of those people in the country. Yes. Yeah. And then, so they bounce it, they run off, they sit there, yeah. and they'll be surrounded by fucking hundreds of people who just want to get their autograph. Are you professional bouncers? Yeah. So is it the start of every quarter or is it after every goal? I thought it was oh. just at the start of a quarter, but then... Oh, that's a really good point. What if point. it's a shootout? The guy's just running back and forth. The guy's flat chat, yeah. Well, not really. He's running from the boundary to the centre. But you can't kick a goal for like five seconds. Oh, I will. I'm very fast. (laughs) (laughs) If he's he's running back onto the ground every five minutes, like uh, you're going to get tired as well. Mm. Tell you what, Pikey's an idiot. He's fucking. (laughs) Hope he gets. But what about actually getting rid of it all together and just having it a mechanical version? You know, like at a pinball machine. A robot. Yeah. You know, a pinball machine, but just have it underneath the ground. So you just press a button and you just put the ball there in the centre and just pops it up. Pops up. See, that's an idea. That's a fucking great idea. You're a genius. So there we go. So Don yeah. Pike will probably steal that next week. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like foosball, when you're playing foosball, the table soccer, how you just drop the ball in from a height. Yeah. So if you're at Etihad, someone's on the roof, and they just drop the ball oh, yeah. from the roof, and you've got to wait for it to come down. Uh-huh. Wind takes care of it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's all working out. Well, uh, sure you can add something to the spider can. And just drops it. And just drops, drops it right it there. Yeah. And then you've got the view of the ball going down. We've done it again. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. I think we've, we've nailed it. Adam, you have a story that you want to share with the people. I do have a story. Now, obviously, you know, uh, I'm a man of the people. And the people love me. They uh, as, as a mediator, as someone who loves footy, people just, when they see me coming, they just, I give out hugs, I do photos, I do everything. Now, I catch a tram into work and uh, I go from uh, North Fitzroy into the city in Melbourne and I get off at Parliament Station. So I get off the tram and I transfer it down to Parliament Station. There's a, uh, an unfortunate young fella down there who uh, appears to be homeless who I see quite regularly sitting at the bottom of the stairs who's waiting for to get money. And whenever I see him, always give him five, ten bucks. Because you're a man of the people. Yeah, and because obviously we make a lot of money from this and from my <laughs> mediation uh, <laughs> jobs, right? Because I only take... Um, I only take laundered cash yep. when I'm doing mediation. Yep. So I'm walking down the other day. I see his feet as I'm turning the corner. I think, oh, he's there again, poor fellow. I go reach into my wallet and then I stop and I think, I'm not giving you any money this time. And you know why? Is he was wearing a fucking Hawthorne hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I refused to give him money. I thought, fuck you, mate. You know what? You've turned off. A lot of people might have wanted to help you out, but they see you. You've fucking, you've had more joy, even though you're homeless, you've had more joy in your last fucking eight years than I've had in fucking 21. Yep. So fuck Jesus. off. Jesus. So I stole the money that he had. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what goes. If you're going to wear a Hawthorne hat, like just if you're going to be homeless, don't don't be parochial. Well, don't pick a team. Yeah, well, yeah. You're losing another 23 people who who not going to give you money. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably lose now, aren't you? Yeah, it's a bit like the footy show thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or else have a, a representation of each team on you, like a you know a lion scarf, a GWS, <laughs> uh, you know. Set up a stall. Sock puppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Set up a stall. <laughs> so imagine all those people outside the MCG are actually homeless. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the kind of person I am. If you if you if you were in that kind of hat, mate, I don't want to borrow you. Story today about the top twenty-five players of the top past fifty years. Mm. 
It's tough to narrow down, isn't it? <clears throat> it's pretty tricky. Mm. Uh, who are the kind of uh, the people? This isn't a Herald Sun. Um, who, who determined it? Was there a panel? Yeah, there was a panel. So you've got, uh, we'll leave this person to last. So you've got uh, Dermot Burton, yeah. who featured in a lot of other people's ones. You've got uh, David King, he of the uh, Chipping Out fame. Yeah. Uh, so these are all Herald Sun uh, journalists. Mark Robinson, obviously. Yeah. And geez, he would have he would have pondered over it for a while. Yeah. It just he would have struggled through that. KB didn't get a mention. No, KB didn't get a get a, a list. He's usually on these kind of panels. Oh yeah. Yeah. But perhaps because he's not on I'm the Herald Sun. That, yeah. So John Anderson. And John, oh, the, the Buzz, John Ralph, Glenn McFarlane, the buzz. everyone's favourite uh, Herald Sun. And, of course, the, the man that's on everyone's lips, Scott Gullen, uh, <laughs> added to it. And Sam Edmund, who's a, uh, another journo there. Now, and, of course, Your the, mate. One that, the one that we're forgetting is Ben's uh, mate. Uh, yeah, Mick Malthouse. Mick Malthouse. Yeah. What's now, your relationship with Mick Malthouse? How did you feel about him? Um, look, I, it was that weird thing that when he appeared... I had strong hopes, but that's just because we had Pagan for so long and then there was that gap in between and we loved and we rats. we had rats, yeah. Rats. We had rats, but it was just that thing. It was like, it couldn't have got worse than that. Uh-huh. And then when Malthouse appeared, it was... Uh, it yeah, it got was, worse. It really got worse. <laughs> <laughs> it got a lot worse. And now we're at the lowest point in um, the uh, club's but, uh, history. Even, uh, was it Patrick Smith saying this week even that uh, Brendan Bolton's already under fire? Yeah, and Patrick Smith's a fucking idiot. That's why he's not on this list. <laughs> under Brendan, pressure. I'm surprised Brendan Bolton's lasted that long, to be honest. A year. I think a he's year? Denied. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, I do. I, like, things he's are moving around so him. quickly there. The board's changing so often. I'm like, I'm surprised he's still there. I think. He, I feel like he's the nice guy in the club and no one wants to fire the nice no, guy. He's taken over a terrible list. and Yeah. And what else are you going to do? You've got to turn it over before you start judging him, mate. Yeah, maybe. So, anyway, best 25 players over the last 50 years, Ben. Who would you, just off the top of your head, and I know there's a difficult one because there's yeah. so many, but even in the last, like, say... 30 years in our sort of you and, know, and don't, adult generation? Don't say me, okay? Yeah. Don't say me. <laughs> Who would be in yours? Just quickly. Uh, look, a uh, probably Diesel. Okay, yep. He featured in a couple. Yep, fair enough. Greg Williams. Uh, probably, you know, you know, the big ones. Lockett would probably yep. be in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's up there. Uh, Dunstall would probably be in there. Yeah. Uh, would Silvani be in there? Uh, he made a few lists, but he didn't make the top... Uh, or, no, I don't think he made the top ones. Any, anyone from down Geelong way, perhaps? Uh, surely not the great man, Sam Newman. No, no, no. Better than that. No, I think he played... Uh, Gary Ablett. Which one? Uh, you would have to say Senior. Yeah. You would have to say that, wouldn't you? He didn't make it. Well, he didn't make it in Mick Malthouse's. Oh, here we go. Neither did Gary Ablett Jr. What? <laughs> so... <laughs> Gary Ablett Sr. and Jr. both got left out of Malthouse's choices. And, of course... That's ridiculous. No, no, no. But this is... He's, he's justified it. Don't just fucking slam Mick Malthouse, all right? <laughs> he, he's... The, the cunt can justify stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, he says here... Because uh, Mick Malthouse believed, as we all do, there's more to footy than just pure playing ability. Mm-hmm. More to it. There's more to it. There's, there's you know, There's what you like... Outside the club, yeah. you're a good bloke. If you're a mediator. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. He said, uh, and you know, he concedes, Gary Ablett Sr. was obviously just a brilliant player, but not good enough to make the, the list. But I saw Michael Brennan when I coached the Eagles, and Michael was as slow as treacle, twice tear apart Ablett in finals. Yep. Sure. I mean, he kicked nine in a grand final, but that's okay. No, no, yeah. no. no. Yeah, yeah. didn't see that. He was in Perth. <laughs> he didn't get to witness it. Yeah, it was two hours later. Yeah, it was on delay. He didn't know. <laughs> 
And he goes, and if you're talking about team, then Ablett Senior wouldn't be anywhere near it. Yeah, so he went for team factor. He, he picked it as like a, a, they're a great team player. Well, I guess so. Yeah, when actually that's... But, but that's what Gary Ablett Jr. is. He's a great team player. Though. Well, hang on. Let me let me say what Mick Malthouse got to say that. Gary Ablett Jr., to me, Mick Malthouse, was one of many very good players at Geelong, including Paul Couch, Steve Johnson, Joel Selwood, Jimmy Bartell and Barry Stoneham. None of whom made his list anyway. Barry Stoneham. Yeah, and uh, he didn't even pick Nathan Buckley. Surprise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> he said he was clearly a great player, but he wasn't a premiership player, which just about, just about all of my lists were, although I do concede that being a premiership player can come down to luck. Yeah, I mean, Rob Harvey isn't. No. Um, I don't think... Uh, in short, yeah, he would have been at Richmond, I reckon. Uh, oh, so most of them are Dougie premiership. Hawkins. Yeah. He's got Glenn Jakovic very high. He's got Francis Burke in there was and Dougie no one Hawkins else Dougie Hawkins that good, though? I think he was. I, okay. I really think he was. I didn't see a lot of him, but no, I neither he did I. He's he's the only one who's listed Guy McKenna, surprisingly. Yeah, and he said the hardest to leave out was James Clement. That's the most <laughs> fucking ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, I mean Clement was okay. Yeah, I mean, no, but they're also players that he t- sees up close and personal too. Well, obviously, he's a good bloke away from the club. Yeah, but that's very interesting to leave out Buckley. That's very, very interesting. And the Ablets. Did, cu- did Cousins make the list? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was there at the start of... No, did he ever coach Cousins? Maybe for a season in 99, uh, perhaps. Yeah, I reckon he would have, yeah. yeah no, he would have. Yeah. No, he would have done a couple of years, surely. Yeah, yeah. Cousins came in about mid-90s, surely. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, in 2005, he wouldn't have been in his 10th season, would he? Let's find out. Let's, have a look. Young Let's go to the side play. Let's get some stats. I reckon Maltas may have coached Cousins Let's for Let's type Ben Cousins into Google. Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing comes up. <laughs> uh, ben Cousins debuted uh, 96. Really? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I would not have thought it was that early. Okay. Mm. Then he obviously played a few. He was really young. He was like 17, wasn't yeah, he? Was really yeah, he was very young. I guess so. Yeah. And now the top 25 as kind of tallied up. Yep. Um, Buckley did make it at 25. Okay. Yeah. So Lee Matthews pretty much was the dominant number one for yep. most people. And Wayne Carey, was he in the top yeah, three? top two. Um, number two, Lockett, Ablett, Dunstall. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, Mick Malthouse would. <laughs> How do you leave out the Ablets? You got Diesel there at 10 for you, Benny. Yep. Yes. Um, got Buddy down at 16. Uh, Buckley at 25. Did I mention that? Buckley yeah. at 25. Bristol. Okay. Bristol at 18. Yeah. I'm glad he got to go. Yeah. Who's at 20? 20 is <laughs> Jezza. You beauty. Great. All right. Well, let's stay out. Let's, we, 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 got, we got on to... You can tell why Mick Malthouse left Western Australia. It's a fucking death trap waiting to happen. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> uh, there's been concern... <laughs> this is heartbreaking. Uh, this is heartbreaking. It is it's devastating we're, to we're know, isn't it? passionate about this project. Yeah. Uh, When's a footbridge, not a footbridge? Well, <laughs> firstly, they were unaware that uh, the Premier was unaware. Who, who just got rolled, didn't he, the Premier? Absolutely. No wonder he got rolled, because he, of this. He got smashed. Yeah, he, got he lost smashed. like 40 seats, and it's because of this. He was unaware the Perth Stadium footbridge was going to be built overseas. Overseas? They built a footbridge overseas. I, I would, I'd have to agree with him. How could you afford it in Perth. Oh, it's too mean, expensive. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be built in WA though. It's got to be built in Australia. Adelaide. I mean, they're fucking I mean, they're, they're the pros. They But what do you do? You build it overseas and bring it over by boat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess no. so. <laughs> by plane. Oh, I, I just didn't realize this kind of stuff happened. 
Yeah, well, you've obviously never bought a lot of foot like this. Yeah, I know. I mean, hex. You know, I just appreciate the beauty. Can but we? Uh, we need to find out if anyone in Adelaide has any inside knowledge. Where was the Adelaide footbridge built? Ooh. It's not as big as the WA one. In terms it of, doesn't have the huge. kind of the, the ropey kind of look to it. Yeah, it, it's more conservative, but it gets the job done. Absolutely. Yeah, gets the job done. Now they're saying it's a sixty-one million dollar project, and the two articles that I've read, they've uh, they've. It's, it's been gonna, built it, to allow an estimated 14,000 people access to and from the venue on event days. And also, it's massive. It's 400 metres long. Which is oh, very, very, big, very long. That's a big, that's, big footbridge. That's, that's far bigger than the Adelaide one. Yeah. How big is the Adelaide one? It's like not even half the size. Yeah, I reckon not even half, yeah. yeah. Where would um, you get it built? Where, where's a good place to get a footbridge? China? Would you get it out of China? Altona? I think they're going to do it in <laughs> Malaysia. No, that's, where they, that's where they did build it, though, didn't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And then they were going to transport it Of course, it the home of the footbridges. The home Malaysia. of the footbridges. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Papaya salad and footbridges, yes. <laughs> but then also, there's an engineer here saying there is a real danger the bridge could collapse Fuck. into the Swan River with thousands of people on it. We are concerned the, the, weld, the welds may not be strong enough to hold the bridge together. That's, that's a terrifying thought. Do you think is the it people though? are wandering well, over? It depends who won on the day. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to think, Russ Lyon. Making oh. a little journey over, yeah. over to the, uh, yeah, fuck, over to the ground. All of a sudden, the bridge collapses. Why would he be taking the bridge? I mean, he'd, <laughs> see, he'd see the funny side. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, it's Rossi. It's Rossi. They said the bridge will be 65 metres at its highest point. Fuck, that's a long way above the swan. What the fuck are they taking under there? That's so funny. It'll stretch 400 metres from bank to bank. It was designed to give people a wh- seamless walk to the $2 billion stadium. Yeah, but where is it going? All the way to the train station? Is that... Is that where it's coming from? Because if, if you go to Perth, and I usually stay outside Perth when I do gigs, yep. you go past it. The stadium is huge. Like, really? It is, the one they're building? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, and cool. then, I mean, it's, the, no, it's not the G, but still, it's going to look pretty schmick. Yeah. But where's the footbridge going? Like, is it, is it going all the way over to the station? Like, I assume like, it'd have to be somewhere near there. Well, maybe it is. Like, they seem quite specific about that how it's ca- going to be carrying a whole bunch of people. So maybe they are coming from a station of some yeah, type. 14,000 people aren't getting off a train. Well, it goes, to, it goes to Burswood, which is where the casino is, isn't it? Jeez, oh, here we go. Yeah, we, we don't know. Well, I, in that case, if you've lost all your money, uh, falling into the swan... Huh. It's probably... A, yeah, and... A good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be dragging 13,000... How do they test that? It, like, 14,000 people, is that average weight people? Is that 14,000 Colin Sylvia's? Huh. Like, how do, they, how do they test the weight of the bridge? I'm just looking at a map of Perth now. Yeah. So... And also, but wouldn't you do it that if you were building a bridge that you physically couldn't get... 14,000 people on there, or is it 14,000? It's you know, with the Westgate, it's not so at one time. I, I find it difficult to believe it's one at one time. Or they do what they do with the Westgate Bridge in Melbourne, where they close off a lane. Like an engineer is telling me that they close off a lane quite often to alleviate the stress. Is that on right? The bridge, yeah. Gee, don't tell Jeez, me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when you see a lane close and it says works, they're not doing works, it's just. This, they, they never envisaged that much traffic going over the Westgate. Oh, fuck. Fucking hell. All right. Well, I'm never getting a uh, footbridge across to the uh, Burswood <laughs> Stadium. Yeah. No, well, I suppose, I don't know, you've got to just, uh, you know, go back and fix it. Well, yeah, just get better welds. That's what I've always said when building footbridges. <laughs> so, and it, it's worked for me. Is it covered or is it open? Does it uh, open? It looks open. pretty open, but it's yeah. got it's got like a fancy kind of uh, design over the top. So it's a very, it's a beautiful it, looking it, bridge. Is it, is it an eagle over the top? No, well, you can't have that. You yeah. can't pick sides. Yeah. Well, why not? Those are dockers, mate. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> idiot. Choco's got an innovation. Oh, he's a genius. Choco. <laughs> Choco Williams. He's one step out of the game. Where he doesn't even... I mean, he's not even employed as a coach these days because he's just so innovative that players can't handle what he's got to say. I still can't believe he won a premiership. Choco, 2004. Yeah. All right, Alan Scott Jr. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in 137 years, Sharon has deviated from its original design in order to build a skill-based ball to help all ages and abilities fine-tune their kicking. So you're saying... Mark Choco Williams has designed a new ball. I don't know if he designed no, it. He's the kind of face behind it. it. Oh, yeah. but, I thought he designed it. But when, you, when you're promoting a new football, what better player to get out and speak to the media? Yeah, yeah. One who's charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> loves a chat. Loves a chat yeah. and leaves after a minute. Yeah, yeah. so he did the press conference. Uh, Dusty, did our mm. mate Dusty, did the press conference with... Uh, <laughs> With uh, Choco, warmed up the crowd a little bit by doing the chopsticks. (laughs) (laughs) And they're good mates, Choco, because I think... um, He's his mentor. Choco loves him. And uh, Choco's had him over for, I think he might maybe... uh, Dusty's got a a tattoo of Choco on his back. No. Don't we all? (laughs) I think think, uh, Dusty might have stayed with Choco for a little while. Oh, when he came came over? Yeah. Yeah, sure. But how does that relate? Like, how how do those two meet? Like, how do you go, this is my mentor? Oh, well, he coached him at the club. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yeah. But also, father, father figure. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder if he, uh, I wonder if he chaperones him over to New Zealand and he goes to visit his dad. <laughs> um, so it's got, a, it's got larger kind of sweet spot. I think it's, it's more for kids than anything, sure. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's, for, it's purely for training purposes, isn't it? No, it's it? not either. Okay, so this... <laughs> see, as someone who's read this article... Please, let me go. So Choco's holding this ball. He says, I'm not sure as time goes on why this can't be the normal football. We replace smaller-headed rackets, in brackets, in tennis, in case you, no one understood. <laughs> They're all gone. Cricket, thinner cricket bats and golf club, no one uses them anymore. But at the time, everyone thought they were crazy. Did they? Did someone come out with a big racket and you went, like, not a large novelty one. Very go, funny. That's funny. Very funny. That's no, the big racket. No, I remember <laughs> the bigger racket came out and people were like, they're cheating. Are there requirement sizes for rackets in tennis? I assume there would be. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> but haven't, haven't they just uh, said that David Warner's cricket bat is too fat now? Oh, okay. They're reducing the size of it. Yeah. Well, oh, the really? kaboom. Yeah, it's just a, it's going to be a kaboom. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're cutting it back. <laughs> so he says the, the ball is built with larger points on either end of the ball, so it's not as sharp an end. Yep. Uh, he says the design increases the size of the impact zone for the kicker's boot, and there's a painted yellow strip which basically would run down the laces and then the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, and that provides guidance for the correct spin a drop punch should have. He yeah. said it's more forgiving. That's the idea of it. You get more success, so you'll kick more and you'll think, yeah, I can do this. Golf clubs went from little to big. Cricket bats, same thing. Everyone laughed at those sports when they started. <laughs> golf, you fucking idiots. He said, this is for adults, elite players. This is for goal kickers, for people who will miss passes. Now, there's a great little quote. <laughs> it's great that he singled him out. Yeah. So uh, said, people like Levi Caswell, <laughs> this would be fantastic for him. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason to. Uh, oh, how do you feel that you've been picked out? You've yeah, been there's no reason for him to slap him on the way through. Fucking doofus. Yeah. <laughs> but a friend of mine said that now that footage of Casbell, just that that actual footage, is now a friend of mine from Holland said he saw that. Like he saw that on a things going wrong in. Football. Oh, was that the footage where was the the handball into the back? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That it's was like great. that's now made it on you know like those those television yeah, shows. Yeah, that sure. are yeah, sure. Crazy sports. Aussie rules. To get people doing it. Mm. Uh, that's awesome. 
Awesome. What's Chuck up, up to now? He's left Richmond. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing, but the ball was built, and this <laughs> this is unbelievable. Built with the help of Professor Kevin Ball. Ah, uh, yes. Ah. I know Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a lecturer on Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and, uh, Ball. Yeah. yeah. He's a lecturer at Sharon at uh, Melbourne University. Yeah. He, um, he did a degree. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> now, Chalker, I mean, sorry, Dusty was there, and then the media uh, were pretty fascinated. They bullied him. They're pretty interested in, in the ball. Mm, they were. They were really interested oh, in the ball. Oh, they love the ball. I mean, but, they, the ball's got a little bit more interested in the fact that Dusty hasn't signed yet. And yeah. he's, uh, you know, got to uh, wait till the end of the year. And they say, as we all know, that means they, they're going to stay. Yep. Uh, and then after about three questions, Dusty kind of walked off. Yeah. 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 He said, walked. I'm not going to field any more questions. Yeah. So he's going to have a good he year. He didn't this handle year. it well. No, no. But surely. You know it's coming. You know that's going to be the question that everyone wants to ask. Yeah, the, the media whole, yeah. are not there. There's not 200 people down there to see the launch you of a new ball the from Chocker. Thing over and over again. Yeah. that's what you've been told. Yeah, true. true. I, I can't say anything. I'm looking at. You know, I'm just going to leaving that to my management. Yeah, just answer with that, but, and then they'll they'll stop. Well, they won't. But, no, the, no, the media are very up, respectful. You've you got a straight bat it, don't you? Yeah, and then Choco did say he'd been bullied, which is uh, fucking bullshit. Adults <laughs> <laughs> who complain about being bullied, shut up, shut oh. up. Uh, I get bullied a lot. Shut up. Well, boy, fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for a kid. The kid throw, throw it around with the kids all the time. That's a that's need to protect. But we need to. Be, people talk about being bullied in the workplace. Shut up. Yeah. You're pathetic. I don't, I don't think Dustin Martin has been the victim of bullying. When was the last time you worked in an office? Uh, I work in offices all the time because I'm okay. writing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm doing stuff. Because I. And he's quite the bully at work. I try to make people it. cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've, I've been in the workplace where you see people who think. You've bullied them when you haven't, and it's all in the head. And then the next minute you're down at HR, yeah, yeah. having to explain your bully behaviour, though you don't think it's bully behaviour. Mm. And then there's moments I've had that where I've actually sat in a room, and this woman said I was ageist, right? But long story, she said I was ageist because she just bought a new house. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, what at your age? Which, <laughs> <laughs> which I think now in hindsight, yeah, I don't know how she picked up on that. <laughs> Gee, but all I, I just was remember. <laughs> I was like, I, I remember saying those exact phrases. I was like, bullying the workplace. But I was like, but we're adults. Like, it's not bullying. It's called banter. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah I had two weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have, uh, and I know that because it's a professional business, there's obviously a HR department in a football club yep. for the you know office workers and oh. stuff. But do you think there's, there's do you think there's a HR or anyone the players can go to if they do feel bullied? Well, the players' association surely would that would do the job for it. Would it within a club? I mean, as soon as you they're the union for the players, pretty much. No, I know. It? But if you think you're being bullied at a footy club, which would happen a lot, you're what? fucked. It's oh. all over. Yeah, also. yeah. Well, you'd never admit it. Like it's that. that but that's room. the thing. Yeah, you just you just go home and you cry. There'd be pranks and stuff like that. Yeah. I suppose, uh, depending on the seriousness and how personally you take it, I suppose. Well, I think I, I remember when Lockie Hansen was first drafted to North Melbourne. So when he was 18 or something, they shaved his head. Oh. They held him down and shaved his head, and he cried at that. Oh, okay. Because you know he's just a, he's a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah, yeah. His men have held him down and yeah, fucking gotcha. shaved his head. You go, get on your arch. Um, <laughs> but also, it's funny how um, Choco saying that Le- um, Dusty got bullied. He's bullied. He singled out Levi Caspold as, as, <laughs> as a horrible kick. <laughs> just gave him that little knock, knock on the way through. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, so good. Oh, now, one team that uh, one team that just has such a strong culture. Is obviously is Hawthorne. They're, they're so successful, and you can understand where the success comes from. Now, Luke Hodge has been banned for one week. He's not playing round one because he uh, failed to turn up to training, but he didn't tell anyone. 
And what I love about this, this is this is a side that doesn't doesn't miss a beat, do mm-hmm. they, Chambo? You fuck up down there, mm-hmm. you make a mistake, like you miss training and you don't tell anyone. That that's intolerable. Now, if you happen to drink drive home and get pulled over and busted for that, that's okay because you've got the finals coming up and finals. you're really necessary <laughs> player for that team. No. But if you don't call anyone, oh, oh. mate, I'm surprised it was one week. <laughs> is that really, is that what happened? He kind of was a, did he say it was a kind of a miscommunication. Maybe he he thought he wasn't meant to be there, and they no, I think he knew he was supposed. To, he knew he wasn't going to be there. It said that he told someone and the message didn't get through. Oh, okay. It wasn't conveyed properly. Gotcha. And Ruffy said we're going to clamp down on this, even though Hodgie's in the leadership group as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are they using him as an example? Or, well, or, I, I think or, hang on. Or is it just a setup that he just doesn't want to play round one? Do you know what I mean? Like maybe. maybe well, it is close to Easter. Yeah, so maybe he actually doesn't want to play, so it's a setup. Oh, I'm just training. And it's, and it's, I'm away. It's, it's the Bombers, so it's, it's not a big game. Yeah. No. So this might It'd be a massive game, this one. Yeah, it'd be huge. Yeah, they're all back. And you're out without Hodgie. But so, yeah, but had he, you know, had a couple of beers and driven to the club, fine. Yeah. Oh. Just get yourself there any, any way you can, you know. But it's a good what, club. Good that's, what, that's what makes me... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a go at fucking my club, mate. I will. I'll but that's what idiot. makes me <laughs> makes <laughs> me laugh now with all the driving offences with Selwood and TAC oh. removing the sponsorship. Right. But I love this. Is that, is like, Do the teams love aiming TAC as a sponsorship? Because it actually just puts more weight on the players to not... Fuck up. That's an interesting point, actually. Way because to work out. Mm. if you're going, God, if I caught, caught drink driving, that's going to cost the club 500000 yeah. regardless of the fine you get. Yeah. Because yeah. TAC doesn't bullshit around. No. I generally love it. They're going, oh, speeding. Oh, that's fucked. We'll yeah. take that money. They said it was like the seventh in 10 years, like the seventh kind of cat offence. Ranging quite a bit. And I think in 2011, Brian Cook said if it happens again, we're in trouble. Yeah, we, or we, we end it with TAC. Okay, yeah, gotcha. And also, it was only 200 grand, so it's not... Not going to kill. Only turn it yeah. No, but it's not going to kill the club. No, that's why uh, the Still clubs like... that are clubs that are sponsored by uh, Border Force are really worried that when <laughs> uh, you know one of their players is caught bringing in like uh, ten tons of cocaine, uh-huh. yeah. they're going to lose their sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really worried about that. <laughs> You've got to be careful. Shall we wrap it up, Adam? Yeah, we shall. We've got a few footballers in real life. Oh, hit me from Alexis. Hey guys, I was wa- I was riding down my bike down Ligon Street mm, uh, in safe. Melbourne. Uh, maybe maybe this could be uh, spotted. We get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ride in the back of that Bentley. Riding my I bike down Ligon Street, <laughs> and a pedestrian stepped onto the road with a recognisable waddle. A man by the name of Wayne Carey. The duck. The duck. Amazing. I immediately regressed into the ten-year-old girl whose world was shattered by his affair and whose club was thrown into turmoil, and had oh. a split second to, to consider the outcome of hitting him with my bike. <laughs> <laughs> After this assessment. I just fucked his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alexis. Uh, let me see this one here from Adrian. Uh, two newish sightings. Um, walked past Trunk Restaurant in December last year around lunchtime. Spotted Brownlow medalist Adam Cooney. Friend oh, of the show. We can ask yeah. you about that. What did you eat? Walking into the dining <laughs> section, there was a, a function of some kind on, and sadly Coons hadn't got the memo. He was wearing a casual shirt and jeans, and everyone else was wearing a suit. Coons. A few fuck. weeks later, I spotted Coleman medalist Matthew Lloyd going into a cafe in Albert Park, not far from where I saw ex Brownlow medalist Joe, Joe Watson. Um, Lloydy was pr- looking pretty chipper and had a young child in his arms. Oh. And then we got this one from... But there's only one person oh, that could be named as ex-Brownlow medalist. Ever, did I ever mention that um, I was... Did I mention this last time? I was the barman for when Essendon won in 2000. Did I mention that No, the barman where? Uh, at the... Uh, what is it called? The, it was called... Now it's called the... On the corner just before on Swan Street. It's called the Depot Hotel. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just now the precinct. And so after they won the grand final in 2000, I was working that night. They had a function room. Yeah. And all the players came in. Yeah. And I was the only barman. So I remember that they all just came in there with their girlfriends. But I remember the night because I got really drunk because I was like, God, Essendon won. All the players here. Got a photo with me with all the medals on. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Barnsley, because Barnsley went from Geelong uh, to Essendon and yes. won that flag that year. And I remember it because in his contract, like, he wasn't allowed to smoke. And then that night, he's just like, it was the last thing. He was done. Like, yeah. he just won a grand final. He was smoking five cigarettes at a time, <laughs> good, drinking good. cruises. But the one thing... Whoa, 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 whoa. Cruises? Yeah. Cruises? Yeah, cruises. Really? Why isn't yeah. that in his contract? Fucking hell. But all I remember so vividly of the night was so much fun. The players were on a high. And the person who didn't drink just sat in the corner with his girlfriend was Lloyd. No way. Why did he not drink? Yeah, it was bizarre. And like, not like some of the players, like, hey, mate, they'd come up and talk to him. It was like they, they were speaking to him, like, you know, that grandpa at the 21st yeah. that sort of sits in the corner and doesn't leave. And he goes, say hello, and then come back. He was that guy. I remember he just didn't party, didn't get on it. Were Sheets there? Uh, yes, yes. They were all there. I was surprised. I was like, surely you have like a big function room. I thought now they go back to Palladium, don't they? Crown. Yeah, yeah. they do the room. Well, no, actually, maybe no. In one team, one team books Palladium and then the other team books another function area. Okay. Yeah. Or when Geelong won, I went to the after party when Geelong beat Collingwood in yep. 2013. 11. Uh, 11. Was it 2005? Yeah. And then um, we went over the G and, we, and they had like a big hall near uh, the tennis centre. Yeah. One of those places. Yeah. Okay. And I remember it was... Um, so wait a second, how'd you go there? How'd I go there? I had a friend who worked uh, for their VFL team and he had spare tickets, so I went to the Geelong game and then went to the after party and made a royal dick out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, and that's why he didn't make Mick Bolthouse's top 50. <laughs> I read another football in real life and then you've got a Wayne Carey story too. Yes. Fruit shop, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You might have told this on last time you're on, but we'll tell it again. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, here we go from Chris. A few weeks ago, I went to the play centre south of Perth with my three-year-old. As we walked in there, Luke McFarlane sitting on the table looking at his phone. I can only assume his kids were around, but I didn't see them. He was wearing a cap pulled down like he didn't want to be bothered, so I left him alone. In brackets, I'm a sad Dockers fan. None of the nearby mums seemed to know who he was, so it was a great place to hang in a hot day. Thank you, Chris. like the detail, too. <laughs> So where was it? A childcare centre? Yeah, play centre. Play centre. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a hat. Yeah. yeah. Dark sunglasses. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Trench coat. Yeah. Um, Wayne Carey, the uh, duck. Or the Stevens. Is that the story? The fruit shop? Yeah. It was Wayne Carey. Yeah. It was, oh, was it Anthony Stevens? It was, yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, got So uh, when Wayne Carey and Anthony Stevens, when that whole debacle came out, the What way, happened there? When... Mm. <laughs> When that all came out, I was working at a fruit store on Rathdown Street, North Carlton, mm-hmm. and um, in the Rathdown Village. Uh, Rathdown Village, yes. Yeah. And um, and uh, it was the guy who ran the store was that was the classic uh, fruit owner, Frankie, uh, if you're still alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and have worked out pod technology. Yeah, um, but he would like have like all this fruit, but he'd say it's organic, but it just wasn't. It mm-hmm. just like by the, <laughs> it's just small. <laughs> it's, just, like, it's, like, it's organic. How the hell did they know? So anyway, I'm there and. Uh, Stevens comes up and I was like and that was all when it came out it was a couple of weeks after yeah. he was there with the pram uh. and I was just like saw him and I was like I was like I remember just going oh mate how I, that weird thing I was like how are you out and about right yeah, but yeah. I was like nah you're living your life you're there you, you've got a young kid like yeah. 
And I remember he just came in and he just seemed out of it. And I was like, and it's that weird thing that I would have been staring at him and he would have noticed yeah, that yeah. I was staring at him and, and he had to function up the road or something. So anyway, he grabs two peaches. You're doing a dark impression. You're quacking at him. <laughs> quack, yeah, quack, quack. Quack, quack. Got a wine glass. No. Quack, uh, quack. And then he got two peaches and he's like trying to get something and he put oh, them on the scales. That's morning fruit. That is, that's someone who's grieving. <laughs> two peaches. No large peaches, but again, because they were organic, yeah. the guy just upped the prices. Good. And I and I was like, it weighs them. And he didn't say hello or anything, he just kept to himself. And I was like, oh, two pages, that comes to $14.50. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. hell. And he just looked up and just goes, you can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you can get fu- I just walked out. I was like, you know what? Fair enough, mate. Yeah. But I just remember that, just that beautiful moment. I was like, you've had a shit. No, you should have said, mate, there's no need to be rude. We've all got stuff going on. <laughs> Which do you think affected him more, the relationship with Wayne Carey or the, uh, the peaches? No, the peaches. Definitely yeah. the peaches. No, on, on s- open mic, it's all you talked about was the peaches. <laughs> that just tipped him over the edge. He said there was this, there was this fucking idiot here behind the counter. He made it more organic. He bullied me. Oh, so hey, uh, we've got one more story we're going to cover, actually. But we'll give a reminder people of our shows. April 7, trybooking.com. We've got Merrick and we've got Coons. Yes, it's going to be great. My album, March 23. Uh, email junktimeaflepod at gmail.com to get tickets for that. Uh, they're free. And then my comedy festival show, April 10 to 23. Uh, comedyfestival.com.au that's my comedy festival show yes and if you're into super coach I'm going to be running a few super coach leagues but I thought I would throw this one out first for people who listen to the pod so you get first access to the, the first league we're putting up the code is 591279 so if you want to grab a pen again 591279 jump in the super coach league and obviously if that fills up we'll throw some more out on Facebook and Twitter and you can join in and of course join our footy tipping competition it's uh, if you go to footytips.com.au and search for junk time. Now it's junk space time, which is where you'll find it. And join up to our footy tipping comp and beat Chambo and I once again. Yeah, and I said that we'd have one more story, but I'm lying. I just didn't want you to skip through that stuff there. <laughs> now I was going to ask He's Ben, before we go, I was going to ask you, you had uh, Alastair Clarkson as a PE teacher, which we talked about last yes. time on the pod. Yeah. Did he ever sing a song? No. Was he a guitarist back then? No. Oh, disappointing. <laughs> No, he was just really good at coaching football and water polo. <laughs> so, okay. That was all I remember. Good stuff. It's worked out a treat. Mm. He's Thank- doing well for himself. Thanks for joining us, Benny. Thanks for having me, boys. That was fun. Pleasure. We're going to head off. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Go the Blues. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 